episode 171 of the All the Books show, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news, and also custom coasters. <laughs> Are they fun to make? <laughs> Eric's Christmas list is real boring this year, everyone. That's a little, <laughs> yeah. that's a little insight into so, what he's planning to give. If this was a call-in show, yeah. I would be asking listeners to call in and tell us, our, is it fun to make custom coasters? And is it hard? I think it depends on how detailed you could you could take we for adult yeah. craft classes every month. Yeah. So you could just sign up for one and learn how have to we make done a custom? coaster. Yeah, I guess you could do markers. I don't think we have done coasters actually. Yeah. I'll have to hey. speak to someone about that. Maybe I'll start a revolution. I would love it if you would. Huh? How are you, man? I'm good. Good I'm, holiday. I guess I'm a little better than you. Good trip. Yeah. Driving around yeah. the world. Yeah. All right. I stayed home. Yeah. It's you fine. Did. Had some good food. Yeah. A nice Thanksgiving brunch with some pals. That nice. was a good time. Hung out yeah. in my basement for a while. We uh, watched. I did. I did <laughs> try to jumpstart your furnace while you were away yeah. to save your guinea pig's life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we were watching the parade. Uh-huh. We realized we were not hearing any of the music or seeing any of the Broadway things. Uh-huh. That's because we were streaming it on CBS. And CBS does not have the rights to that stuff. Only NBC. Okay. So we got kind of like. It was like we were just in somebody's apartment who happened to live near the parade, and we were just like looking over their shoulder. So my son huh. loved it because he was very excited about the balloons, but right. the rest of us were kind of like, well, yeah, well, the music would have been nice. <laughs> All right. Sorry, man. My wife commented on how old the bare naked ladies look, so they didn't need that, but she thought they looked kind of old. Yeah. Well, anyway. you know, gravity starts taking effect. Oh, the band. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. <laughs> Oh, all that right. was good. I know it was. Yeah, let's move right into no. the bookmarks. Nick Have doesn't want me the... to be all this funny. All right, I'll bring. No, it down. I do. I want. Well, it. you mean the the band? Is this the, no? Now I, back to I'm the being the opposite. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm being the yeah. opposite. I don't know. I don't think I like this, Eric. Either. <laughs> bring him back. Bring the other one <laughs> okay. back. Pump up all right. the jam. All right, let's. You want to open up our uh, bookmarks? See what we've been reading. Yeah. Did you read a lot over the break? I think I did. Okay. I think I did. Mostly graphics, I guess. Yeah, you were. You were planted i was i was traveling too much you were, you were um, traveling but I've, I've got some reading i, I finished the following graphic novel superman in the 50s uh this is where superman is approaching retirement age and he's no that's eric's <laughs> that's eric's joke everyone yeah. i'm sorry that's all right this is superman comic set in the 50s uh it was kind of fun they picked out some better ones um right than you typically find so that was a, it was a good read okay uh huh. the, the latest hmm. archie the mark wade uh, archie run Mark Wade also did the intro on my Superman in the 50s. So it's been a Mark Wade weekend. Yeah, he wrote Superman Birthright. Oh, that's right. Archie Volume 6 is the latest volume of the new Archie series. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you can say new anymore. Volume 6, man. Yeah. Getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, right. So. It was, you know, I still I still like a lot of it, but it's mm-hmm. verging a little too close to the CW version of Archie where mm. there's like fantastical things and like murders and things. And They're fantastical things in I Archie I just now? don't want. Riverdale, I mean. Not fantastical. It's just, I guess, just like super, like Melrose Placey, like extreme oh, sure. drama kind of stuff. Right. I don't really want that in my Archie. You know, I just want like a goofy, like, what girl's he going to date? His car doesn't work. Jughead eats food kind uh-huh. of story. And yeah. yeah, you're not getting that in Riverdale either. I'm not. No, I stopped watching Riverdale because it grossed me out. But uh. Uh, I read Green Lantern Earth One. Yeah, where'd you get a copy of this? Earth One, folks, is a series of DC comic books that basically take a well-known character or team and puts them in a totally to kind of reimagines their origin. Yeah. We have several here in the collection, and I've only enjoyed Batman Earth One Volume Two. 
Really? You didn't yeah. like Superman? The Straczynski Supermans? No, I guess I just don't like Straczynski's writing. I straight up love Teen Titans Volume 1, but I don't think oh, you yeah. liked that one. No, it was, that was fine. And I really liked Wonder Woman. The, yeah, that uh, one was okay. The uh, Grant Morrison Wonder Woman. Yeah. Volume 2 of that is out right now, but oh, yeah. I read Green Lantern Earth 1. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You know, I could, yeah. I don't, I just, it didn't really do anything yeah. for me. Why aren't you answering me? I've asked you on Goodreads and here where you got a copy of this. And oh, you haven't told me, making just, me think you have a illegal, no, no, illicit no. copy that if you no, admit no. on it was, air. It was uh, Barnes & Noble, their Black Friday thing. They had every uh, DC comic trade paperback for Ooh. $5. For what? My nook. Yeah. For just digital. Oh, digital. Usually. Okay. Yeah. Man, so I, I, I got that and I got a few other yeah. things. But yeah, they do pretty regular sales yeah. of good stuff. So that was In fine. store, disappointing. Yeah. So. And then I read uh, a new 52 Batman and Robin Requiem for Damien, which was also fine. You kept sending me Requiem for Damien as like the thing to read or on Goodreads. And I kept reading it as Requiem for a Damien. No, for a Damien. <laughs> Any Damien you want. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's fine. I guess it's like a personal funny thing that yeah. we're told. Yeah, it doesn't translate. Yeah, I lands understand. on deaf ears. Two books. I finished two books. Um, <laughs> when the Lights Go Out by the author whose name I can't remember. Mary Kubica. Thank you. But the R is backwards. The R is backwards. Is that for the book or is that how she actually I does it? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, this was, I found it disappointing. Mm. Uh, she's basically an insomniac is going through trying to kind of solve some mysteries about her past, but she's hallucinating because she's not sleeping and it just mm. gets a little like, it, it would probably be a good short story, but after a while it was just like, girl, go to sleep. You know, which is yeah, insomnia. It was too much. I mean, it was like we're talking like eight days or something. Right. It's yeah. like go to the hospital, right? Woman. Sure. Yeah. You know, crazy. All right. Uh, and then the resolution. Girl, was go to sleep. <laughs> <It> was <kinda laughs> just, the resolution just left me cold. I was All like, right. yeah, okay, whatever. I guess if you just make up your own rules, that's fine. Right. Um. So I would say thumbs down. So this isn't her like solving a murder. No. See, because that would be interesting on this whole like drunk lady witnesses a murder yeah. but is on too much medication yeah. and alcohol Insomnia. for people it, to believe. I mean, it's a mystery, but it's yeah. not a murder. How do you know what you saw? You were up for eight hours. Uh, then I read Santa Claude. Claude, everyone, by Rita Mae Brown and her yeah. cat, Sneaky Pie Brown. Yeah. Uh, I cannot speak of this at this time yeah. because we will be featuring uh, some cozy Christmas books on an upcoming episode yeah. of the All the Books show. And I will tell you very much about Santa Claude. Yeah. Uh, you can still join the book club. We're going to be discussing it in the book club on Wednesday, mm-hmm. December 5th. Has there ever been a show. scene in a movie where Santa says something really mean to somebody and goes, and somebody then goes, ooh, Santa's got claws? Hmm. I don't think so, but I hope that's remedy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm currently reading... That's free Hollywood. Garth of Izar, which is a Star Trek book. Yeah. I know this is a Star Trek book, but yeah. the title still cracks me up. Good. Just... It's a sequel to an episode. Okay. It's a pretty Dave good episode. Dave of Izar? Pretty good episode. Or Garth of like... I can't remember what it was called, but... Brazil. Anyway. Okay. The, the episode is basically about a captain who goes mm-hmm. crazy, and they have a cure for his insanity, and then it's kind of like, is he really cured? Mm. And the book just continues that story. So is that him on the cover then? Yeah, it's him. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then Calypso by David Sedaris. I'm listening to audiobook style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a little bit more somber than a lot of other uh, Sedaris stories. Still good. Right. Still loving it. But it's some of them are just like you have to pull the car over. Otherwise, you'll <laughs> drive off a bridge. You're laughing so hard. Okay. This one is more like interesting. Right. But I, I am enjoying it. Okay. Yep. And I think that's it Oh, for me. Okay. Uh, what about you, my good man? Well, I guess first I'll just mention I saw... Um, I saw the crimes of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald. Am I saying it right? Yeah. In the movie, like they say it four different pronunciations. Oh. Like Dumbledore says Grindelwald. Mm. 
and then other people say Grindelwald. Look, it doesn't matter because I have nothing to say about this movie for I am not a fan of this stuff. Yeah. So it's not for me, but I'm, I would hope that fans of this would also have some issues with the movie, but it is, it is dull. There were some, there was a scene like it's the movie is just them chasing after each other right. in the same city right. and in Paris. And I thought the Fantastic Beast movies were going to be like, this is Wizard America. Yeah, well, they certainly couldn't pull that yeah. off for the first one. So maybe they wised up. Um, but so they're just running around Paris for the whole movie. Like, where is everybody? And then they just all end up in a room together. Huh. And then spoiler alert info dump. Which is very dull. And I was just like, how did they get here? And what is this person? I'm over Ezra Miller. Huh. Uh, I'm over J.K. Rowling just killing infants. There huh. were two infant deaths in this uh-huh. movie. And I'm uh-huh. like, boy, this is so serious. Yeah, I know. Um, though, I like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And a whole lot of kids get uh, yeah. lightsabered in that. Yeah, they do. But it was just like nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. Kind of an action scene. See you for part three of five. Um, Ugh. Yeah. And but again, not a fan because I did have to turn over to my wife. I'm like, so does this name mean? She's like, yeah, it's this character. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, oh, look who it is. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this is. Huh. So all my, I went with my sisters and my mom, and they all liked it except for the wife. She was kind of like, uh. Let's, you you keep saying the wife. You've said that multiple times. Yeah. That's I don't know. It's my thing now. I guess so. The wife. No, the wife. Yeah. <laughs> look out. Um, but yeah, I just I was kind of like amazed by how dull it was so <laughs> i don't know did she did jk rowling write a hundred percent of the script for the first one because i only her name was the only one that's in this one she wrote written, the screenplay but, for the first one yeah. okay not for the harry potter movies but right for these yeah. i don't know david yates like the director he's yeah. very like he's a workman and that he makes like everything is there a workman but like there's just so little i don't know hmm. style it just doesn't seem like a th- place that i would want to live i guess yeah Anyway, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't. So, but you know, good on everyone who liked it. It's pretty much bombing in America, but uh, it's being saved by overseas numbers. Let me ask you this: uh-huh. Do you think? Because I, my understanding is that most Harry Potter fans are kind of like, "This is dumb." Uh, do you think that we're gonna get five movies out of this uh, I, series? I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I mean, you you see him go three movies yeah. and then stop with something like Divergence. Like, yeah, I kind of wonder if. Two movies in, very lukewarm response. I don't know. It's it's bombing in terms of a Harry. It's a Harry Potter film. Right. So here, but it's yeah. making money overseas. So like that might just be what it does. Hmm. Um, it's strange. I mean, there's there's plot. It's twists. pretty like ballsy to say it's a yeah. five movie series before I, you've like even. Begun. I think that's the mistake. You know, because oh, yeah, like yeah. it exhausts. Like, just saying, like, we're making Fantastic Beasts. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go see this. And then, like, and there'll be a sequel. I'm like, all right, well, I watched this one. But then yeah. to say, like, we're making five of them, it stops you from wanting to see oh, yeah. any of them. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Uh, I mean, that was the re- I saw, I saw the first two Hunger Games, but I didn't see part one of yeah. the third movie. I waited until, because I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to sit there for a two-hour, basically, preview. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not the person to be reviewing this, but I did. No. Take it to the Hunger Games. Like that. <laughs> All right. I read... Uh, I'll get some Harry Potter fans uh, happy by me just talking about comic books now. Yes. Yeah, that will right. please them. Sure. <laughs> I read Batman and Robin Volume 5. The Big Burn. I just read Batman and Robin Volume 4. Requiem for Damien. Nice. Requiem for a Damien. A Damien. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, it, this was fine. It was a retelling of uh, Two-Face's origin, which I don't 
care for compared to how it used to be. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I like Two-Face for the most part. So, uh, and I also read some more of, or I've started and read The Tower of Swallows, book four. The heck is that? I told you last week. Book four of The Witcher. Oh, The Witcher. Yeah. So, um, yeah, after this, I have one more book left. So it's it's uh it's good stuff. This is the same thing. Knowing I knowing I had five by yeah. the third book, I was like, I don't know. But reading this one, you uh, back in. Yeah, it's, so it maybe, started out well. Maybe there should be six Fantastic yeah. Beasts movies. Mm. You think? Well, there are eight Harry Potter films. That's true. Um, what was I going to say about this book? Oh, I was talking. I was talking to my wife again, not the wife. The wife. My wife. Talking to the wife. Uh, I was talking to the wife and hashtag Kendra. <laughs> hashtag Kendra, and I was telling her. I, I'm always, whenever I'm reading these, I'm always like, oh, I wish these were better. But then when they're over, I wish I was still reading them. Mm. And then like, I have warm memories mm. of reading them. So I don't know. They're just, they're kind of dry. Yeah. Their writing style is so weird, but like, I just, it's, it's comforting to be reading yeah. them. Well, I mean, I can think of, I don't want to tick off Harry Potter fans, so I uh-huh. won't be specific, yeah. but I can think of other long running series where I really enjoy the characters in the story, but the mm-hmm. writing is not right pulling me back on on the basis of itself so you're reading it you're kind of like okay okay but then like the story is actually very interesting and intriguing yeah so all right maybe you're experiencing something along those lines maybe side effects include just kidding there's not go on i don't have any diarrhea and death whoa (laughs) the two two most common the two most common (laughs) yeah uh and hey this isn't a book okay but i talk about this enough that i feel like i should bring it up i got a the new Jurassic Park game, oh. Jurassic World Evolution. Yeah. It's basically just a, a theme park simulator. You're just building just your, build your own, own Jurassic, Jurassic Park. park. Yeah. Um, and I'm only on the second island of five. What yeah. the heck? Wow. Um, but I've already opened up the third island to go to, but I'm staying on the second island so I can five-star it yeah. and also just make more dinosaurs. Wow. And I, I got up before Kendra. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag Kendra. Su- yesterday morning. I was like, I'll just play a little bit before she wakes up. And then it was seven o'clock at night. And I'm just sitting there like more triceratops, more Eek. more Montosauruses. It wow. It, it I mean, it's hey, no, oh, let me ask you this: yeah. Did you see that there's a new Jurassic World Lego special coming out? Like a new story? Oh, that's fun. It's gonna like be on TV. Oh, that's fun. You didn't see that? No. Breaking news. I wanted to bring this up to you specifically oh, because I'm ready. Jeff Goldblum voices Ian Malcolm in this, Ooh. and like he does not phone it in. Really? Even as he's just talking about like a silly plot in yeah. like game mechanics. Yeah. He's just, he's just in there. I love it. So I, he's I like, can't even, you're going to have to, uh, uh, make a burger stand and, uh, deal with prices. People are going to come in one, two, three, maybe four, <laughs> but no, he, he just, he's delivering. I can't imagine him phoning it in. So. No, he, he does not. So like every time he says something I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Ian. Yeah. So that's it. These, these creatures were here before us. Yeah. He, that's, he says that stuff. That's cool. It's great. So anyway, that's it. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, you're going to wake up. You got anything? I'm awake, baby. I'm awake. <laughs> okay. Just because you said baby at the end of a sentence, that doesn't mean you have it the helps. energy. Okay. Oh, I, oh, I got it. All right. I got it, baby. Uh, <laughs> see, it I said help. it twice. Yeah. I said it a second time yeah. and it helped. Um, do you have anything on the list that you want to read? On the list? Yeah. I mean, is there something that you're like, you got to get to this next? Well, I need to either... Is it next week we're talking about the Christmas books? Pretty soon. We're coming up on the Nutcracker, yeah. Yeah, so I got to read the... Christmas you, Christmas pie murder? Christmas like cake. Christmas cake murder? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then uh, once I finish this Witcher... Witcher. Uh, 
I don't know. I was going through my Kindle, and I have a lot of Wait, yeah. books just on there oh, that okay. I need to read. Yeah. So Amazon was having like a big Kindle book sale, but it stunk. Oh. Just nothing. Oh, so, too bad. Yeah. If I wanted to read, uh, I don't know. Like I, I know you. Something. I know you're tired of hearing yeah. me promote library services to you, but that's true. Overdrive no, and Libby. Not, I mean, you yeah. can get pretty much anything you want. Yeah. So that, yes, you can get a lot of for stuff free off Overdrive with your library card. That's how I read the Darth Bane trilogy. That's cool. Just all of them. I'm. I want to get the David Sedaris book on on mm. Libby, but it's very popular. Yeah. But they just bought several more copies, so hey, I'm pretty close to the front of the line. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All right, so we turned it over to some book news. Yeah, Nick was killing time because we don't have any advance notices. I wasn't, but now that you pointed it out, I feel obligated to do <laughs> to so. To kill some time. Uh, by telling so. you a long childhood anecdote. Oh, Actually, no. first, I think it was a dream that I had. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Everyone hates that. Yeah. Uh, tell me what's on the New York Times bestseller list. You know what? Of, Maybe you could do two. Maybe you could do the bestseller fiction oh. and maybe like young adult or yeah. a nonfiction. Uh, for everybody watching this video, that means there will be no pictures for the uh, the second oh, list. Sorry. No, it's fine. Let's sorry. start with the hardcover fiction. So this is the hardcover fiction for adults. So uh, kids out of the pool. <laughs> um, all right. Number 10. Nick's not tired of hearing about this. Where the Crawdad Sings. Wait, are you? A little. You are tired about it. I don't know. I mean, that's the ladies who live in the marsh. You were so happy. Marsh lady. You used to laugh. Well, it's funny. It used to bring like joy to yeah, you. Yeah, but it, it, I think it got off the list for a while, and now it's back. It did, yeah. So Christmas. Maybe. Um, well, anyways, it's at number 10. You're right. It was on the uh, It was on the bottom. The things that dropped, uh, The Noel Stranger by Richard Paul Evans. I would have think I would have thought that stayed longer since it's Christmas. Yeah, now. that's true. Christmas time, anyway. And Clive Custler did not stay long. Debuting oh, at number Clive. 10 is at number yeah. 13. Yep. Anyways. Oh, dang it. I was going to make the list again of uh, the next person you meet in heaven, oh. which is uh, by Mitch Album at yep. number nine. Yep. Darn it. I had it. I told Too myself, bad. sit down on the list. It was going to be hilarious. Yeah. Phyllis Diller. Next week. Uh, Warren G. Harding. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Bono. Uh-huh. Uh, Raquel Welch. And uh, William Henry Harrison. All right. So <laughs> very good. Interesting yeah. list. Interesting Mine was going to be a little bit more. Well, I, I'll save it for next yeah, week. Probably. Anyways, it's going to be even better. Yep. Uh, Stephen King is at number eight. No, he's still. Oh, okay. I thought. I yeah, see. he's one yep. of the people you meet in number heaven. Eight. Number eight. Just, just the part of him that died when he got hit by the car. Oh, it's still there. He's been living in two worlds. Yikes. So, wow. and when he when he does die for real, one of them will have to kill the other one for real. Huh. So yeah, I'd read it. Yeah, that's a Stephen <laughs> King book it. right there. It's got to be better than Elevation. Oh, oh yeah, my wife, uh, she almost bought this. She's like, "This had good reviews, doesn't it?" I'm like, "Nobody has said that." So, warning. <laughs> well, I, maybe people will. I don't. Have you heard any? No, I don't yeah. think I've heard anything oh, at all okay. about it. Yeah, other than my own review, which was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah, you weren't kind to it. You can't say that it was long. Uh, <laughs> number seven, Dark Sacred Night by Michael Connolly. Detective Renee Ballard teams up with the retired detective Harry Bosch, who is he's working on a cold old case. He's getting too old for this stuff. Is he? Yeah, he's old. Is At he? this point, he's real old. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like retired. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Number six is Every Breath by Nicholas Sparks. Difficult Every move you made. Difficult choices surface when Hope Anderson and True Walls, True Walls, True Walls, meet in North Carolina seaside town. Was it Steel Magnolias? Uh, what are these names. I did once call a pizza place and ask them if they have uh, a pickup pizza for uh, Tom Walls. Uh huh. And they said no, we don't have any 
we don't have a pickup for walls here. I'm like, uh-huh. you don't have any walls there. And they said, no. I'm like, then how's your ceiling standing up? And then I hung up. That's pretty good. And it was the greatest moment of my life. That's pretty good. So. Uh, my friend Dave uh-huh. called a hardware store uh-huh. like 20 times over the course <laughs> of several days asking for like Dr. Miller uh-huh. or whatever it was over and over and over again. They're like, no, there's no Dr. Miller here. Right. And then after that, when they were all like geared up, he called back and was like, oh, this is Dr. Miller. I'm just calling <laughs> for my messages. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty oh, good dave richardson shout out to dave richardson out there that's a that's yeah. a pretty solid one pretty solid that's borderline we uh, had some good times me and dave richardson. that's borderline jim from the office that's pretty good that kind I, of well, uh commitment he's got a devious mind yeah um number five nine perfect strangers that you meet in heaven oh wow no, i don't know where you meet these strangers wow. <laughs> yeah wow leanne moriarty a romance writer becomes fascinated by the owner and director of a health resort so. This speaking of uh, so not getting your good reviews, cucumbers. I don't think I've heard anything good about this Leanne Moriarty book either. Yeah, my wife People Kendra hasn't finished it yet. Hashtag Kendra. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, and she devours all things Leanne Moriarty. So yeah, she's a big fan. That's, and this one has not yet. That is telling. Yeah. Would you prefer that every time I talk about her, I talk about her like I'm a thought bubble in a Stanley comic book, where mm-hmm. I'm like, my wife Kendra, the Invisible Woman. Yeah, I would oh, like okay. that. Okay, I would like that. Yeah. Kendra's the Invisible Woman. I, I don't know. I never... Is I, she here right now, Kendra? <laughs> Kendra. <laughs> uh, She's sleeping. <laughs> She's at work. Uh, oh. It doesn't matter. All right. And it's nobody's business. <laughs> so she's listening to this right now. I'm like, yeah. Who, where? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she thinks we're the invisible men. Huh. Yeah. Maybe. But just... <laughs> Kendra. Yeah. So ghost? With Patrick Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't lead into anything. Oh, sorry. Uh, number four, Past Tense by Lee Child. Mm-hmm. As in, those books were good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise was in your movies. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jack Tom Re- Cruise is like, I can get tall. <laughs> Scientology will make me tall. Jack Reacher explores the New England town <laughs> where his father was born. I looked this up last week and I couldn't find it. Past Tense. The New England town where his father was born? Yeah. Maybe it's made up. You think it's just a made-up New England town? <laughs> could there's be. so many towns. It could be. There's Tewksbury. Yeah. That sounds made up, but yeah. it's real. There's Peabody. Yeah. You could be from Peabody. That's crazy. These are all Massachusetts names. Do you want to hear a big twist in that book? What? Jack Reacher's father, the Witcher. Oh, no. <laughs> from New England. He's... <laughs> all right. <laughs> I I don't have anything there. That's Sorry. Fine. I felt like I should have You didn't a... need to say all it. All right. Number three, The Reckoning by John Grisham. A decorated World War II veteran shoots and kills a pastor inside a Mississippi church. Mm. Sorry, I'll stop reading the description. Makes you uncomfortable. I, I want to read it. Oh, do you? That book, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number two is new this week. It's the Ooh. one of two new books this week. I'm excited. Uh, Long Road to Mercy by David Baldacci. Yeah. I know. You said you were excited, and I, I should have told you first. Ugh. Uh, Atlee Pine, an FBI agent who is haunted by the childhood kidnapping of her twin sister, must choose between protecting her career or the United States democracy. Yikes. Either her career... Or the United States democracy. Yeah. Huh. So I feel like that's jumping on an already exploded grenade. A lot of weight. A lot of weight. <laughs> no, everybody decision. look out. That that grenade already blew up 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Tiffany, what about democracy? <laughs> I'm focusing on my career. Jeez. David Baldacci. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one. Look Alive. 25. By Jenny wow. Ivanovich. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, man. The 25th book in the Stephanie Plum series. That's not even counting the little in-betweeny books with Stephanie Plum. There's a lot yeah. more than that. Itty-bitty. Teeny-weeny. <laughs> yellow polka dot. In-betweeny books. Yep. 
right. When several managers of a deli in Trenton disappear. How many managers does this deli have? Yeah. Too many cooks. You it seem like, like it seemed like you're top heavy with yeah. You know yeah. you don't have any support. You got four managers, yeah. two support staff. What are you doing? A bounty hunter and her detective boyfriend look for clues. So Boba Fett, yeah, comes. <laughs> yep. So four. Well, yeah. So like, if you have two managers, really, you have an, a man, a manager, and an assistant manager. Right. Three. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe there's like a, a night shift manager. Okay. Could be like a 24 hour sure. deli. That's three managers. Yeah, three. Four. Can you get a fourth manager in there with it making sense? Well, a fourth. Uh, he'd be the assistant manager of the night shift. Okay. So you got so two five, full managers. Five. Were, in, were in, in dangerous territory. Five is too much. Yeah. Weekend though. You got a weekend guy. A weekend manager. And a weekend assistant manager. You could have a, uh, a maximum <laughs> of six. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can see why this would that. be a problem then. Yeah. Who's going to run the deli on Saturday yeah. night? We have literally no employees. <laughs> okay. I think I was doing John Travolta and you were doing a Jerry Seinfeld. Huh. So, also, I would like to watch a movie of those two. Those two just hanging out? Solving a mystery of where the great. missing managers that went. That would be great. <laughs> like, yeah. j- j- nope. I was going to do a... Sh- that was shaggy a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> like, zoinks. I was in Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> All right, sorry for that stupid laugh into the microphone, everybody. And I'm not sorry for my Travolta as Shaggy impersonation. <laughs> yeah. I stand so by it because like, I believe up it was your good. Nose with the rubber hose scoop. <laughs> Man, that was dangerous. Nick Pretty just took good. a drink yeah. during that excellent Shaggy yeah, impression. You're right. you're right. All right, young adult. Jinkies. Yeah, let's do Is it. Is that what you want? Yeah, sure. Uh, if you're wondering what's on the New York Times bestsellers list for nonfiction, just yeah. turn on the news. It's all political. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Dry by Neil Schusterman and Jared Schusterman. <laughs> Two Schustermans. Yeah, I guess I could have just How said do I know Neil, the name and Neil Schusterman. Who's that? Uh, he writes some young adult books. Does he? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, he must, but I yeah. don't know why it's standing out to me so much. Anyway, I don't know. Come on, I read I a book by him. That sounds right. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he writes like Sky and Thunderhead and all that. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. All right. All right. Uh, Lissa and Garrett set out to find their parents who disappeared during a drought known as the Tap Out. So. You don't have to name everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It's a drought. This is the tap out, everybody. Is it a regular drought or is it a tap out? Uh, Number nine, turtles all the way down. 57 weeks on the list. Jeez. Yeah. Aza and Daisy investigate a mystery with a reward of $100,000. I guess I understand people still like catching up on reading it, but there are that many people still buying it, still buying copies of turtles all the way down. Kids are born every day. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. Every day, a new young adult is. Yeah in the world created yeah for in a lab yeah <laughs> uh and jeff goldman was like uh uh, uh give them uh Query. john green <laughs> turtles all the way up nope down uh number eight girls of paper and fire that sounds like a dangerous combination paper. if some are made of paper and some are made of fire yes paper ones better look out yeah <laughs> lee is i think it's lee l-e-i is forced to be a concubine for the king in the Hidden Palace. I did not expect you to say <laughs> concubine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number seven, What If It's Us? Six weeks on the list by Becky Albertelli and Adam Silvera. Uh, author and Ben meet cute at the post office, but what will become of them? They become really. concubines. No. Oh, that's a different, <laughs> different book? A different book. <laughs> different book. Okay. Yeah. Number right. 11, Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Adaha, Adam. Adam, I, no, why, why I do did I know this that one? so that, well before. Is that part of a series? It's been here for 37 weeks on the list. 37 weeks, yeah. folks. Uh, Zali fights to restore magic to the land of Orisha. Number five, Arch Nemesis, or Nemesis. I think it's Nemesis. Okay. But, uh, two weeks on the list. This is Marissa Mare. It's the sequel to Renegades. 
uh, and you don't have to live like a. Oh wait, no, it's don't have to live like a refugee by Tom huh. Petty. Huh. Okay, so, you don't have to live right. like a yeah. renegade. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, who sings renegade? Oh, Sticks, the renegade that hadn't made it. Wow, you screwed up a Sticks reference. Leave me alone. Boy. Uh, Nova's double life may be catching up to her. So, anyway. Might, might be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Number four, Bridge of Clay, Marcus uh, Zeus. Zeus oh, okay. So, this is young adult. I guess I thought this was an adult book. The Family Saga of the Dunbar Brothers. Oh, this is a... Uh, book Thief author, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But it looks... Have you seen it? I mean, it looks like an adult novel. It's the size yeah. of adult novels and tends yeah. to be shelved that way. But no, Book Thief is... Book Thief is a young no, adult No, I know one. the Book Thief is. Right. I, I just thought this one... Well, yeah. who knows? Well, I don't know. I mean, Book Thief is young adult. <sighs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, number three, Skyward by Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. Yeah. A young girl who wants to become a fighter pilot. Uh, wait, hold on. I screwed up the first sentence. Okay. It's not even the first sentence. I screwed up the first part of the first sentence. Okay. It's the only sentence. Okay. A young girl <laughs> wants to become a fighter pilot, but will her fa- but will her father's reputation stand in the way? What is his reputation? As somebody who's not aerodynamic. I think he might be a renegade. Oh. Uh, but had it made. Wow. Renegade concubine. No. Having a... No. <laughs> what? <laughs> That would be uh, a damning reputation. That's true. Number two, Dear Evan Hansen, the novel. Are you aware of Evan Hansen? Yeah. It's a musical. It's a Broadway musical, yeah. yeah. yeah going I saw, on tour. I saw some of it at last year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because I still had cable and could watch NBC. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not well, this year. it's going on tour, and now they've released it in novel form. When one of Evan's letters to himself is accidentally found on a suicide victim, the victim's family assumes that he was a close friend. Oh, so. and number one, ninety weeks on the list. The hate you give, oh, Nick Gunning. Are you doing? When are you doing the raffle for that? This week. This week, yeah. you could win the number one book on the New York yeah. Times bestseller list. The hate you give, and Nick Stone's, the book you read, Dear Martin. Dear Martin, a sixteen-year-old girl sees a police officer kill her friend. They've shortened the summary. I think they just assume like you know what this is. About. Yeah, the hate you give. You yeah. Know. All right. What if the summary was just you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple, just one of the emojis that's like nodding to the side. Right, right. Sure. Right. Okay. Are you ready to uh, talk some sexy new books? Yeah. All right. Talk soup. Is that, no, we have an actual theme song and I would like to hear it. Okay. Yeah. He's still got it. Yeah. Mr. Ben Lehman. Where is he now? Is he in Japan? China. China? Yeah. Again, okay. I don't know if that's personal information that he wants out there. Huh. What if he's on the run? Okay. And he's single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. No, I don't know. What was I'm the last sure. time he I'm not sure. I actually, I just talked to him on Thanksgiving and he's doing well. Is he single? So, I don't know. I didn't ask. Well, I think he right. would have said if he wasn't. Yeah. So. All right, listeners. Anybody interested? Hold your horses. We'll make yeah. a connection. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's yeah. all we can do. Tweet can Nick. Do. <laughs> anyway. That uh, steamy intro is about our <laughs> sexy new book club, which yeah. is where Eric and I uh, stroll through our new book stacks here, yeah. pick out some things that are intriguing. Well, I usually pick out things that are intriguing to me. Do you just pick out things that you think are like going to be popular or is it is it like grabbing your eye in particular? Because that's a that's little both. A, I, little I look both. at, I don't know. I grab what might look interesting to me, but hopefully will be interesting to the royal we mm-hmm. so that's a bit of a non-answer then mm. okay <laughs> all right uh why don't you not go? sure how to answer would that would you like to go first or would you like me to go first 
I'll go first, Nick. Do it. Here's my first book. It's called Neverworld Wake. Hmm. Uh, I think this might be the most... I think this might be the weirdest of the books I grabbed. Okay. So, uh, and as usual, I got young adult books. Nick got adult books. Sure did. Sure so, did. Um, but mine have more concubines in them. Huh. No. Interesting. We should probably stop mentioning concubines. I don't know. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good All idea. Right. Uh, this is by Marish, uh, Marishka Pessel. Mariska Hargate from Law no. or Special how, how would you say that last name? Probably Pessel, yeah. Pessel. Uh, the best-selling author of Night Film and Special Topics in Calamity Physics. Uh, all right. Once upon a time... Oh, sorry. I'm reading the dust jacket now. Do we still okay. say dust jacket? Yeah. Book jacket. I don't know. Uh, once upon a time, back at Darrow Harker School, Beatrice Hartley and her five best friends were the cool kids, the beautiful ones. Then the shocking death of Jim, their creative genius, and Patrice's boyfriend changed everything. All right, so Jim has died. Oh, Jim. One year after graduation, Beatrice is returning to Wincroft, the seaside estate where they spent so many nights sharing secrets, crushes, plans to change the world, hoping... She'll get to get to the bottom of the dark question gnawing at her about Jim's death. She suspects that her friends know much more than they ever let on. Friends, come on now. But as the night plays out in the haze of awkward jokes and unfathomable silence, the night plays out. Beatrice senses she's never going to know what really happened. Then night fades to morning, a thunderstorm rages, and a mysterious man knocks on the door. Blithely, he announces the impossible. Time for them has become stuck. Snagged on a splinter that can only be removed if the former friends make the harshest of decisions. Now Beatrice has one last shot at answers and at life. Wait. So begins the Neverworld Wake. Wait. Yes. Time is frozen in this book? Yes. Well, now I'm interested. Thanks a lot. Yes. No problem. Give me a little bit of the the first chapter This is for David. For David. You want to hear the little poem at the beginning? No, I never want that. Oh. Well, sometimes it's... (laughs) Chapter one. I hadn't spoken to Whitley Lansing or any of them in over a year. When her text arrived after my last final, it felt inevitable, like a comet tearing through this night sky, hinting of fate. Too long. WTF. Hashtag not cool. Sorry, my Tourette's again. Oh, my Tourette's again. How was your freshman year? Amazing? Awful? Seriously, we miss you. Breaking the silence, BC. The gang is heading to Wincroft for my B-Day. The, I, sh- I shouldn't be reading, like, the texting. Hip. Super hip. Yeah. Uh... Seize the night. It's my B-Day. Yeah. <laughs> Seize the night. Happy B-Day to you. <laughs> I wish I could freeze time on my B-Day. <laughs> okay. Man, somebody's really having uh, a B-Day right now. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Happy B-Day, Marissa. <laughs> Seize the night. She was the only girl I knew who surveyed everybody like a leather-clad dyer model and what? rattled off Latin like it was her native language. How was your exam, my mom asked when she picked me up. I confused Socrates with Plato and ran out of time during the essay, I said, pulling on my seatbelt. I'm sure you did great, she smiled. A careful look. Anything else we need to do? I shook my head. My dad and I had already cleared out my dorm room. I had returned my textbooks to the student union to get 30% off next year. My roommate had been a girl from New Haven named Cassie, or Casey. I think that's Casey, who'd gone home to see her boyfriend every weekend. I'd barely seen her since orientation. I feel like time has stopped. <laughs> the end of my freshman year at Emerson College Voice had just crack. come and gone with indifferent silence, usually reserved for going out of business sale at a mini mall. Something's dark a brewing, Jim would have told me. Who wrote this? Uh, Marissa Passell. Well, so, yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I mean, I like the, the premise sounds cool, but mm-hmm. that writing is not doing much for me. Yeah. How about you? I don't know. You like it? Mm. 
Not entirely. She's so. she's doing too much comparing things to yeah. things that I can't relate to as a thirty-two right. year old. Yeah, man, I'm old. Thirty-two. Yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, wow, it's rough. It is. There was yeah. something that I just realized. You look every every day of it. About yeah, thirty-two. Yeah, I feel it. Well, <laughs> what do you what do you think? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? I think there are certain people who would like this, and we didn't get to the mystery. I'm That's sure it. there will be a chapter where it's like, here's what happened, and we'll yeah. be like, what? Yeah, and when then you're you like, it. stop everything. Yeah, time out. Yeah, it's a dated reference. It's, it's rough when you open it with teens just texting each other. Yeah. You're like, oh boy. And do teens, I mean, is that, that didn't seem, that seemed like early 2000s kind of texting. I mean, they were in me, college. Okay. I don't know. I haven't texted a teen in uh, yeah. many well, years. That's probably for the best. Since right. I was a teen. Actually, I didn't have too much, uh, I didn't have a phone that could do a lot of texting. So even as a teen, I wasn't texting. Hmm. So I didn't really start texting until I was in college. And by then, it's Agreed. all business. Me too. Yeah. So. I didn't start texting until college. Yeah. I remember when Barely. I got my first text. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I didn't get an iPhone until after college. I don't have an iPhone. What was it? I was 25. Oh, that's what was making me feel old. The stay alive 25. I was thinking back to when I was 25. Yeah. Can't even. You can't. Too long ago. Can't even think of it. Missed of time. It's lost. 10 years ago for this guy. When you were 25? When I was 25, yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, Eric chose a nice, interesting, high concept one. Uh-huh. I, chose, I assume you did the same. Uh, a, a novel based on a series that went off the air about 30, 25 years ago. This would be Murder, She Wrote, <laughs> Manuscript for Murder. <laughs> now, it's no secret to longtime listeners that I've read 30 of these books, probably. Yeah. Not ashamed. Yeah. I'm not saying that because I'm ashamed. No. I'm proud of it. You're getting kind of aggressive about it. Picking this one up now because uh, they have been written by... Uh huh. Donald Bain since who is the 80s okay yeah Donald Bain had some hits of his own and then he took over or he started writing the Murder She Wrote series any this, any hits I would know uh Coffee Tea or Me was a big one Octopus's Garden he didn't know that's Ringo oh, that's okay. Ringo starts a Beatles song <laughs> right. uh, it's from uh, Abbey Road this is a new book written by John Land I guess he has done some with uh he did at least one with Donald Bain uh-huh. but totally new author taking over this series and this yeah. is about I don't know 40 books in well, if he's anything like Jessica Fletcher, he probably needs a break. Probably, so yeah. Uh, so this, is, I mean, I guess I would classify these as cozy mystery. Yeah, uh, it helps if you're a fan of the show, but I, I don't know. I enjoy them. I like them. Yeah. I put one on the book club list, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "You're a dumb idiot. Don't ever read these." Books Here's again. a question. Yeah, Murder She Wrote reboot. Yeah. So you cast somebody. They were going to do it with Octavia Spencer, and then they didn't do it. Oh, how old is Octavia Spencer? As old as? Well, Angela Lansbury has looked. The age she is now since 1948. Okay, so it's yeah. hard to say. Uh, it's me. Is that a spot? Murder, she wrote. <laughs> manuscript for murder. From the back cover. When I thought about it. No, that's, I don't like that. Uh-huh. All right, from the inside cover. Jessica Fletcher has had plenty to worry about over her storied career. Yeah. Both as a best-selling novelist and as a part-time sleuth. And a board game character. But she's never had any reason to doubt her longtime publisher and trusted friend, Lane Barfield. Love her. When mounting evidence of financial malfeasance leads to an FBI investigation of Lane, Jessica can't believe what she's reading. Oh, no. So when it appears that Barfield has committed suicide, Jessica takes on the task of clearing his name. Sure enough, Jessica turns up several inconsistencies in the case against Barfield, as well as signs he might have been murdered. Jessica knows something is being covered up, but what exactly? Oh. At the heart of her investigation is a manuscript Barfield had intended to publish after all other publishers had turned it down. The problem is the manuscript has disappeared <laughs> with all traces of its submission and very existence having been wiped off the books. Now Jessica Fletcher must freeze time with her texting teenage friends. <laughs> Sorry. 
That's not true. <laughs> okay. Jessica search for answers and immerse her in a shadowy underworld and puts her on a dangerous path that leads all the way to the White House. Jessica, don't go. With her own life now in jeopardy, yeah. Jessica refuses to back off and sets her sights on uncovering the truth behind what lies in the pages of the mysterious manuscript, as well as the identity of the person who penned it. But will she close the book on the case before the killer can write her obituary? Yeah. That summary is longer than these books. It was pretty long. <laughs> it was pretty long. I realized yeah. halfway in that uh, <laughs> in for a penny, though. That's that's what yeah. I always say. And Jessica Fletcher. She coined it. She did. Yeah. Uh, way back in the beginning yep. of time. Yep. All right. Here we go. Okay. Would you like a little bit from chapter one? Yeah. You are obligated to say yes. That's <laughs> no. true. Chapter one. All right. Manuscript for murder. Murder she wrote. What is the most fun you've ever had killing someone? Hmm. I've been asked just about everything oh. at book events, but that question was a first. I looked out from behind the podium at the woman who posed it and found oh, it wasn't right. a woman at all, but a girl who looked to be in her teens. Maybe she's about to freeze time. Yeah. We don't know. Is this the is this the book series that had a USB as a plot device and nobody knew what a USB was? Huh. I don't think so. Because I, I thought Kendra, my wife, the invisible woman, <gasps> yes, was in the... You're group. right. That's Nashville Noir. You're okay, right. Yeah. You are like, right. I think a USB can. Yeah. Good going. <laughs> okay. Good going on that. Yeah, you don't want to see texting in these books. Anyway, <laughs> this teen girl asking the question, she was chomping down on some gum and holding one of those energy drinks. This one colored aquamarine of all things. Mm-hmm. What flavor was that exactly? Maybe I'd ask her later. Well, I've written so many books, I said, still forming the rest of my response. Let's mm-hmm. see. Drawing a blank, I thought I'd try a different approach. The first things that comes to mind isn't actually from one of my books at all. It's from a story written by Roald Dahl called Lamb to the Slaughter. Hmm. That's a non-answer right there, too. It is. In the back row, Seth Hazlitt and Mort Metzger, who'd made the trip from Cabot Cove to New York to help celebrate the release of my latest book, started bowing and bowing invisible violins yeah. knowing what happened sometimes when i got off on a tangent at these things i pried my eyes off them and turned my focus to the teenage girl who'd posed the question yeah. i mean that's not super strong yeah. it feels like the other books in the series feel yes. it's not like a huge total change right i don't know if it's going <laughs> to win anybody over right to the series but i yeah. mean it'd take you about two hours to sit down and read this book so yeah. If you're curious, if you like a good mystery uh, that's not like grisly or violent and mm-hmm. stars an elderly Angela Lansbury, then yeah, sure. Uh, may I recommend Manuscript for Murder by Mr. John Land? Yes. Take it away, Eric. What do you All got right. next? I'm just thinking about what would happen if they wrote texting in that book. Like, if they wrote texting yes. in that like, book. Like, my dearest Jessica. Oh. <laughs> Laugh out loud, Rowena. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is happening? <laughs> Ta-ta for now. (laughs) Thank you. That was Tigger texting that last bit. Uh, Okay. That wasn't me saying, ah, like you do on podcasting. That was me saying, okay, but with my New England drawl. So Uh, everybody can relax. All right. I'm not going to find it on the computer. I'm going to find it next to me. I lost the book. All right. This one is called, We Regret to Inform You. I like the title. Do you? I'm already in. Okay. In for a penny. Yep. Out for a pound? In for a pound. In for a pound. Okay. Yeah. It's basically, uh, if you've committed a small amount, you might as well go the distance. That's the right. meaning behind the saying. Okay. If you we weren't re- sure. We regret to inform you, An Overachiever's Guide to College Rejection, a novel by Ariel Kaplan, or Ariel Kaplan. Huh. I went to college with a girl whose name was Ariel, but she went by Ariel. Uh, yeah. That was a little mermaid. Uh, <laughs> So, real bad at math. Really? Little Mermaid, yeah. Huh. Not something they use under the sea. No. So. No. Uh, no, but you want to think of a Bob? She's got 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, who cares? No big All deal. Right. Hey, read that name for me out loud so I don't have to tear it apart. Huh. 
Misha Abramovicious. All right, Misha Abramovicious should have been a shoo-in at colleges. So when the rejection letters start rolling in, it comes as a nasty shock. Not just the Ivies, not just the middle-tier state universes, but universities. But every university turns her down, including her Lotham Safety School. What's an overachiever with no future prospects to do? Pretend everything is fine, of course. Misha lets her family and friends believe she was accepted while in... Oh, man. That's sitcom material right there. Uh, While internally dying a thousand anguished deaths and launching a covert investigation to see if someone tampered with her transcripts, her arch rival Meredith Dorsey. Meredith. Being the prime suspect. I bet Meredith didn't do it. And I bet she's always been kind of jealous of Misha. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. With the help of her best friend and sometimes crush Nate and a team of eccentric hacker girls, she exposes secrets. Hacker girls. She. I bet they know what a USB is. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She exposes secrets that could shake the quiet community of Blanchard High to its strictly brick foundations. But what she discovers within herself goes deeper. After all, she's been Misha Abramovicious, star student for as long as she can remember. Take away that label. And who is she? Mm-hmm. 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 I see your socks are still on. They're so on. This book has yet to rock you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my parents. The okay. book is dedicated to her parents. To her parents. Yep. Chapter. Oh, already we have a twist here. Oh, so it's just, it's actually a prologue. It's chapter one. It's chapter half. Chapter half. Chapter half. But yeah. I think that's a prologue. You know what? Paul Reiser's book, Couplehood, starts uh-huh. on page like 48. So you can feel like you have a sense of. Oh, that's funny. Very Paul Reiser. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Do do I start at chapter half? Yeah, give us a little chapter half. All right. In the beginning, there is formula. Hey, the Bible starts similar to that. Yeah, in the beginning, there was formula. Well, it's it's fine. Yeah. Go on. All right. Actually, there are several formulas. You start learning them in algebra and then keep going because you need them to pass your classes and eventually graduate. You memorize formulas to get through geometry, through science and SATs and APZ exams. You fill your brain with uh, exponents and derivatives, wondering... When am I ever going to use this? And the answer for most people is probably never. But learn them you do because the alternative is a lifetime of misery and poverty and unemployment. Learn them or you will not pass go. You will not collect $200. Your life, it seems, will be ruined in some strange, horrible, undefinable way. You imagine yourself on your deathbed, reaching out with your hand to future grandchildren, beckoning them closer, closer, to impart the wisdom you wish you had possessed in your youth before your life was derailed, misspent. If only your age self says... I had remembered the quadratic reciprocity theorem, and then death. It goes on above lower. But anyways, chapter one. Yeah, let's do it. The morning I started to suspect that Mr. Pendleton's equation had some holes in it, I was late for school. Man, she's hung up on these equations. Yeah, she is. Uh, Mom and I were on our way to the metro. We share a car. And on the days I have stuff to do after school, I drop her off to take the train in Arlington. Catch you later, Mom. (laughs) We're a well-oiled machine in the morning. To get both of us to where we need to be on time, we have to go out the front door by 710. This gives us 15 extra minutes of wiggle room in case we hit traffic or someone spills coffee on themselves and has to change again or whatever. Don't leave anything out, Misha. Don't leave anything out. Mom was driving, so I had time to eat a bagel before I had to switch seats at the station. What kind was it? With my free hand, I was fiddling with the radio, bouncing Mm -hmm. back and forth between the morning news, news. which my mom wanted to listen to, and the music I was listening to during the commercials. I wasn't really 100% awake yet. I hope she was because she was driving. I and then mean. there was a huge clunk followed by a rattle, rattle, rattle. Uh-oh. And then my mother looked in the rearview mirror and said, holy crap. I turned and looked and there were sparks coming from the back of the car. What color were the sparks? How many were there? Pull over. I what, said, what dropping my bagel. Light? Pull over. Pull over. We're on fire. I feel like we don't do books any favor by reading the first chapter. Maybe not. 
But also, the first sentence is so important. It is so important. Your, uh, what was the first sentence your here? wife, Hillary, Captain Marvel, yes. often judge a book just by the first sentence? Not just by it, but okay. it's a good indicator. Like, she reads the first paragraph and is like, no, this isn't worth it. She usually reads the first word, uh-huh. or the first the first sentence, uh-huh. a little bit of the first chapter, and then dialogue. Okay. And then she... She's got a pretty pretty strong track record. All right. Sniffing out a good book, so... Okay. Uh, I... I'm sniffing something, but I don't think it's a good book. I don't. Boy, that's not. Have you ever liked any books I brought? You yeah, jerk. I think so. Happy B day. <laughs> Is it your B day? <laughs> no, it's your B day. Oh my gosh. Um, WTF. What was? <laughs> what was I going to say? Listen. I don't know. I don't know if this book is necessarily for me, but I wouldn't hate having to read this right yeah, now. The writing style to. is interesting. You have to. Oh no. It's required on your job. <laughs> so I like these like quirky slice of life young adult stories every now yeah, and then. Yeah, but sometimes they're. I don't know. That that just seems. It's overly quirky for it you. It seems a little ham-fisted yeah. with the quirk. Yeah. What if somebody's hand was ham? Like a pig. <laughs> no. No, I mean, they just like, you know how cartoons always make yeah. ham look? Yeah. That's their hand. So right. they're always ham-fisted. Yeah. But it's like an actual ham. Are they going to be I good in a fight? Be like a like a Cartoon Network kind of a show. <laughs> yeah. That makes my brain hurt. Yeah, it's called ham-fisted. I don't like it. All right. Uh, is that, are you going to read that book? Do you like the cover? It's a cell phone on fire. I kind of like the cover. Yeah. I kind of like the cover. It looks like yeah. um, it reminds me of like the dinner um, mm-hmm. and other like trendy adult fiction. Right. So yeah, I think I think the cover's Nick on point. Gives this a thumbs up, well, which is a maybe. I don't. Okay, everything under by Daisy Johnson. I do like this cover. Isn't that the name of the character in Agents of Shield? <laughs> I've definitely watched Agents of Shield, so I can tell you that. So, uh, well, is Gretel it? grew up on a houseboat with her mother. See, already I'm in. Okay. Living, living on a houseboat? Yeah. Gretel grew up on a houseboat with her mother, wandering the canals and speaking a private language of their own invention, until the day she disappeared and abandoned Gretel to foster care. Now, a lexi- lexi- <laughs> lexicographer, Gretel has tried to move on, but an unexpected phone call brings the past rushing back. Oh. To find her mother, Gretel, to find her mother, Gretel must face buried memories of a fateful winter when they sheltered a runaway boy and were stalked by an ominous creature lurking in the water. An electrifying reimagining of a classical myth, everything under explores fate and free will, gender fluidity, and fractured family relationships in a daring, entrancing story that will leave you unstrung. Unstrung? You like it? Being strung is all I have. Really? Yeah. No, this is not the book for you, then. <laughs> this is not the book for you. Yeah. Okay. Chapter one. Uh huh. I'm like a ragdoll man. You pull one the of the black. strings, I just collapse. Beyond the black stump. Okay. The places we are born come back. They disguise themselves as migraines, stomach aches, insomnia. Mm-hmm. They're the way we sometimes wake, falling, fumbling for the bedside lamp. Certain <laughs> everything we've built has gone in the night. We become strangers to the places we we're born. They would not recognize us, but we will always recognize them. They are marrow to us. They are bred into us. If we were turned inside out, there would be maps cut into the wrong side of our skin just so we could find our way back, Mm. except cut wrong side into my skin or not canals and train tracks and a boat, but always you. Hey, you read the poetry section. No, I don't think so. Was it a paragraph? It's a paragraph. Yeah, Yeah, that counts as... That's the same thing as reading poetry. But it has a... It's it's after chapter Mm, one. I don't know. Fine. The the cottage. (laughs) It's hard, even now, to know where to start. Mm -hmm. For for you, memory is not a line, but a series of baffling circles drawing in and then receding. At times, I come close to violence. If you were the woman you were 16 years ago, I think I could do it. Beat the truth clean out of you. Now it's not possible. You're too old to beat anything out of. The memories flash like broken wine glasses in the dark and then are gone. 
There is a degeneration at work. You forget where you have left your shoes and when they're on your feet. You look at me five or six times a day and ask who I am or tell me to get out, get out. You want to know how you got here in my house, I tell you over and over. You forgot your name or where the bathroom is. I start keeping clean underwear in the kitchen drawer with the cutlery. When I open the fridge, my laptop is in there, the phone, the television remote. You shout for me in the middle of the night, and when I come running, you ask what I'm doing there. You're not Gretel, you say. My daughter Gretel was wild and beautiful. You're not her. Some mornings you know exactly who we both are. You get out as many kitchen implements as you can fit on the counter and cook great breakfast feasts, four cloves of garlic and everything, as much cheese as possible. You order me around my own kitchen, tell me to do the washing up or cleaning the windows. The decay comes on these days slowly. You forget a pan on the stove and burn the pancakes. The sink overflows into the floor. A word becomes trapped in your mouth and you hack at it, trying and failing to spit it out. I run the bath for you, and we go hand in hand up the stairs. These are small moments of peace, almost unbearable. I like it. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? You have a type. I do? It's it's bitterly sad, yet cynically uplifting. Hmm. Huh. So, uh-huh. like an angry sad. Like in a protagonist. And writing style. Okay. Like, I hate my mom, but I have to take care of my mom. Interesting. And I'm going to find a man, but he's probably just as bad as everything else has been. Huh. You like that stuff? Well, yeah. Whatever it is, I do. I do like <laughs> yeah. the writing in this first yeah. book here. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Sometime. Whining with wine. I don't drink. <laughs> no. I'm, okay. So, yeah. All right. You? So you're gonna read Did that. You like it? Were you interested? That's yeah, fine. It okay. reminds me of something I've read, but I can't figure it out. Oh, now I can. Yo, but it's not. Me. Nobody's full. Nobody's full. Nobody's Fool. Nobody's Fool by yeah. Richard Russo. I said Nobody's Fool, which is usually when your Italian grandmother comes out with another chicken parm. Nobody's <laughs> Fool. Nobody's yeah. Fool. Eat, eat. Yeah. yeah. This guy eats like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do I got? I don't know. Is that your impression of me? Mm. All right. I'm going to bring I'm no. gonna bring the room no. down. No, I think I could do no, better. No, I'm going to bring it down now. It's about like Nam or something. Price of Duty by Todd Strasser. <clears throat> okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe I won't. Maybe it'll be uplifting. Yeah, maybe. Cynically. <laughs> the way you prefer. Hey. Jake Little is a war hero. The military is considering awarding him a silver star, a huge honor for any soldier, especially the son of a military family. Only he's questioning everything his family brought him up to believe. Now at home, recovering from the physical wounds, the memories of what he experienced over there haunt him. Meanwhile, he feels pressure from all sides. Some people wanted to speak out against the military system he was brought up to honor and respect. Others, like his famous grandfather, are urging him to return to the battlefield to fight again. Jake was raised to believe that fighting for one's country was a moral obligation. But now that he's been seen firsthand the human cost of war, he's no longer sure. Best-selling author Todd Sparser delivers a gripping and timely novel about the very real issues forced by young people caught in today's forever war and the price they pay. Not uh, Joe Haldeman's forever war. Right. Different. Yeah. Different. Today's youth just being sat at home, reading the forever war. Right. Every day, all day. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Uh, this is dedicated to the young men and women of the United States Armed Forces. Also, David Gale. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta... Uh, Al Jahim, you were trained to be a soldier, not a hero. I mean, chapter one. You were trained to be a soldier, not a hero. But sometimes the other thing happens. Boom. Crunk. Both sounds are unbelievably, painfully loud. Loud beyond imag imagining. Like your head being smashed between metal garbage can lids. So loud you can't believe you st still have eardrums afterward. You have time to believe anything, but you don't. 
Oh, yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> There's no time. A moment ago, you were riding down a road in a Humvee. Now the vehicle is lying on its roof 40 feet off the road, and you're the only one left inside. Heavy munition fire, screams, shouts, and explosions join the loud ringing in your ears. Metallic plangs ricocheting off the Humvee. Thudding pox when rounds slam into the bulletproof windows. Inside the vehicle, you're hanging upside down, restrained by your seat harness. Half a dozen burning points of pain are distributed among your body. Vision is a reddish blur. An IED headache has your brain in death grip. Something warm is running up your cheek and into your right eye. It's bright red. Someone nearby is screaming, I'm hit, I'm hit. Someone further away is shouting, where's the trigger man? Find the trigger man. Brada, 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 playing. Pock, zang, multiple weapons fire. It dawns on you that there's no one, there's no trigger man. There are dozens. Boom, the Humvee is rocked by a blast of an RPG. Ah, ah, more screams of pain. Where are my buddies? It's pretty intense. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, it's why I bought it for the library. Okay. Um, because I'm interested, um, I think I'm interested by what point is going to be made at the end. Because I don't know. I'm interested to see. Uh, it, it seems like a book that's going to find some middle ground. Okay. And I do enjoy some like middle a ground. Around. Yeah. Hmm. I think the world could use a little bit more middle ground. I don't like the cover. Uh-huh. I think like I, I like the imagery. Uh-huh. I feel like having it be a photograph makes it seem kind of... I don't know, like amateurish. I feel like if it was mm. like an illustrated. Well, it's very short. Um, has he written other stuff? Let's see. Da, da, da. Can't go there from here. Give a boy a gun. Boot camp. If I grow up famous and how I created my perfect prom date. Hmm. Oh, which became the Fox feature film Drive Me Crazy. Oh. With <laughs> Melissa Joan Melissa Hart. Melissa Hart, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, so there you go. I guess so. Uh, what was I going to say? This book is. 177 pages. That's an afternoon. I'll read it. You will? Yeah. Wow, okay. 177 pages? I want a full report on my desk. Really? Mm, Like written out? I'd be interested. Like comparing this to the thin red line? Yeah, and drive me crazy. (laughs) The three of them and how they interact with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. All right, this is my last pick. So uh, early early adopters of the podcast will remember a time when Anthony Horowitz put out a James Bond book called Trigger Mortis. Yeah. Because we made fun of it for... uh, We still make fun of it. Yeah. Uh, he's got a new Did one you ever out. Read it? I didn't. Oh, okay. He's got a new one out called Forever and a Day. Yeah. Uh, based on the late 90s worship song. Just kidding. I will love you it's forever. Here's, and here's, a day. here's why I'm interested in this. First of all, I think it's a great cover. Title? It's a really good cover. I like the title uh-huh. and with original material by Ian Fleming. Ooh. So it has some unpublished, like basically there's a chapter in here that uses an unpublished what? Ian Fleming treatment. What are the two, there's only two titles of Ian Fleming that they haven't used, right? James yes. Bond in New York and... The Hildebrand Rarity. Okay. Yep. 007 in New York is kind of a fun story. Right. I mean, they don't have to, I and mean, they never right. actually adapt the story, but right. um, <laughs> That's I guess true. what they did is they took... They took something that he'd written for a, a failed TV show. There's going to be a James Bond TV show at one point. It never got made. So it's most likely from that, though. It doesn't say expressly. It, was this supposed to be the black and white American one? No, no. That was okay. just a one-off thing that was different. Okay, what are you reading? The back? Um, yes. Yes. Much of the chapter Russian Roulette is based on one of the outlines Ian Fleming wrote for an American television series, which in the end never happened. Oh. Uh, so there's a, there's a couple different things in here. And I just, I don't know. I find that interesting that he's he's blending some actual Ian Fleming writing in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of on the fence about Ian Fleming writing. I think Casino Royale is a great book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not, none of the other James Bond stories that I've read by Fleming have mm-hmm. uh, lived up to that one. Okay. 
JFK would punch you out right now. JFK if he would. was alive and wow. in this room, yeah, being interviewed on a podcast. Yeah, he probably would. So punch me right in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd just unbuckle his girdle and he'd fall right over. <laughs> Forever in a day by Anthony Horowitz with original material by Sir Ian Fleming. Is he a sir? I don't know. I'm on it. Okay. A spy is dead. A legend is born. The sea keeps its secrets, but not this time. One body, three bullets. 007 floats in the waters of Marseille, killed by an unknown hand. It's time for a new agent to step up. Time for a new weapon in the war against organized crime. It's time for James Bond to earn his license to kill. This is the story of the birth of a legend in the brutal underworld of the French Riviera. Ooh. Are these... these uh, are these modern James Bond stories, or are these... Actually, I don't uh, know. What's the word I want to use? Like, set in the 60s or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was, Period pieces. Yeah, there was a series. Uh, I can't remember who it was now, but they did... The, the estate, over the years, has authorized different writers right. uh, to do it. Raymond Benson, John Gardner. Um, but there was one that they were, they were actually published as Ian Fleming, like, writing as Ian Fleming. Okay. And those did pick up, like the time okay uh this one i'm not so sure about from what i found he is not a knight okay so uh chapter one forever in a day elton john is killing by numbers so 007 is dead oh no yes sir i'm afraid so oh m took this is a different 007 oh thank goodness m took a last fleeting look at the photograph that lay scattered across his desk that had been sent to him by general andrea tonin mm-hmm. his counterpart at the sdece or the service to documentation exeter at de contrage espionage in paris they had been taken from different angles but showed the same bleak image a dead man lying face down in dark glistening water his hand stretched out limply above his head as if one last futile attempt at surrender mm. the flashbulbs from the cameras had reflected back producing balls of brilliant light that seemed to float on the surface eventually the police had pulled him out and laid him on the quarry side so the closer picture could be taken of his face his hands the three holes in the breast of his jacket where the bullets had penetrated he had dressed expensively and remembered him sitting in his very office only a month ago wearing the suit that had been made for him by the tailor he liked to visit Mm -hmm. just off Savile Row the suit had kept its shape Em reflected it was the man who was lying there dripping wet and lifeless who had lost his Uh. look out (laughs) I'm gonna go in and see if we can find a little bit with uh, oh that's cheating Sir Jimmy Bond okay (laughs) <laughs> I don't think chapter two. No, he is knighted, isn't he? Strawberry moon sitting in the corner of a restaurant, Catalian in the medieval district of Stockholm, stabbing at a bad filet mignon accompanied by a worse glass of burgundy. James Bond thought about the man he had come to kill. Rolf Larsen had definitely had what it was called a good war. Starting as a handsome, courageous editor of a clandestine counter-propaganda newspaper, he had escaped from Norway in 1942, reaching England via Sweden. He had joined the famous Kampani Linge, where he had received paramilitary and parachute training. I don't know. This isn't really doing it for me. What about you? Mm-hmm. You liking it? Uh, Not particularly. Me neither. I would like a little like James Bond dialogue. Um, mm. First day... Breakfast for James Bond was a one meal of the day that he considered to be indispensable. Lunch was a pleasure, dinner often a celebration, but breakfast had the seriousness and the solemnity of a ritual, a time when he could sit back and contemplate the day ahead. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeesh. I don't like it. It doesn't feel James Bondy to me. Did you like it? No. Yeah. I, See, I like I the cover. Stink. I like the cover, too. I wanted to like this. Yeah. Uh, from what I found, he's not knighted. But Gladys- Ian Fleming. No, I mean, Anne Fleming's not knighted, but neither is James Bond. James Bond. Uh, Gladys Knight comes up when you type in, oh. is James Bond a knight? True. Uh, for license to kill. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. James Bond to be knighted by Queen for Olympics. Did that actually happen? Oh, yeah, that did, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, does sure. that count? Yeah, sure. Why not? 
But it's she's, as, she's knighting, as, like, the concept of James Bond. It's as real then. as anything. That's true. So, why not? Huh, sure. Um, I mean, I eventually I will get to this manuscript for murder. Right. Uh, I, I was hoping to like this. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Maybe you so, just need to give it a little bit more. I don't think so. You've think given it forever. Can you just give it a day? That's fair. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I did like this other one. I did like Everything Under. Yeah, you I, did. I'll probably get to that at some yeah. point. What about you? Yeah. Somebody's your... like trying to scrub out the wine stains of their white rug, but really they're trying to scrub out the memories of their mother. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when it gets under their fingertips, right, and they're just and they're scrubbing their hands before yeah. you know it. Their Jot hands this are down. <laughs> this is great, Roger. Right. Roger, can you take notes on this? Yeah, Roger Moore. Oh yeah, yeah. Fancy that. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, Yeesh. rest in peace, Roger Moore. He uh-huh. still is, still is my favorite James Bond. Yeah, Roger Moore. Got real sad all of a sudden because of Roger Moore. Yeah, it's been a couple <laughs> years, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. All uh, right. What were you asking me? I just want to know your breakdown here of the three you got. Oh, uh, which ones do I? Okay, I will probably read Price of Duty. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have to. F- f- I wouldn't fight somebody if they'd made me read. Uh, we regret to inform you, Neverworld. Uh, is it what is it? Neverworld w- Wake. Yeah. 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 That was a little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little on the. But- bad side maybe 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 it's great maybe, it's maybe great. once they get once they get to the part where splinter is a time or time is splintered they'll yeah. be like then it will just Splinters blow your time. mind yeah Splinters a time decent uh, so decent title in itself would you say your socks still on none of these books have totally rocked your socks no no but, i don't think rocking socks is an expression but no even if it was yeah. none of my socks have rocked. yeah that book rocked my socks R- off rocked your socks off i think i don't know if they're supposed to stay on or not like well, if you're, if you're sitting on a rocking chair, it's not it's not a good rocking chair. Nothing was rocking, <laughs> nothing was socking. Okay, these books were fine. Okay, for me. Yeah, uh, you want to <laughs> switch to some library news? Uh, yeah, we've got Dr. William Paquette coming on the 29th of November at seven o'clock in the auditorium. Yeah. To he's written a book about the Pink House. He's got some great images. So a lot of good yeah. Wellsville and some library history. Anything mixed in you there. can. Say about the Pink House for people who have no idea what we're talking the about. The Pink House is an iconic house uh, here in Wellsville, New York, mm-hmm. painted a very secret color of pink to which the formula is not known outside of the owners of the Pink House. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically stayed untouched. Uh, going inside is like visiting a museum. It's yeah. uh, it's a pretty unique place. Yeah. A lot of curiosity about it. So the book shed some light on that. Listen, I I never think about the Pink House, but I did hear some of my teens talking like, prior to halloween yeah they're like you know it's haunted and like so like even the teens in town are still like oh don't go to the pink house yeah it's haunted yeah so i'm there's a sandlot situation happening at the pink house huh. weekly i assume Interesting. could be so could be okay uh so that's coming up mm-hmm. uh we've got the nutcracker coming up december uh the weekend of december 7th whatever that is mm-hmm. friday night at seven o'clock and then uh saturday and sunday at two o'clock matinees mm-hmm. Uh, then we got movies. We've got Christmas book clubs. We're currently mm-hmm. reading Santa Claude by Rita Mae Brown. Meow. And Me and Mr. D- no, Mr. Dickens and His Carol by Samantha Silva, yeah. which we featured last year on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we can limited copies of uh, Dickens. So if you want that one, get in here and mm-hmm. get it quick. But please join us for the Christmas book clubs. What about you, yeah. Eric? What do you got? Uh, November 30th, we're showing Alpha at mm-hmm. 3.30 p.m. Aye, aye, aye. Friday. Friday at 3.30, November 30th, Alpha. The boy and his dog story hmm. it's about the first dog the world's first dog yeah um we last no never mind we didn't show that uh what else we got the nutcracker yeah i said uh, that one you yep. did yep oh well i was gonna say that one okay also we're doing our thousand books before kindergarten uh 
program. Now, yeah, yeah, program. So sign you can up. come in. Uh, you can sign up. Uh, you can get your once you've read a hundred books, you get your name on the caterpillar, the very hungry caterpillar. It's cool. He's hungry for knowledge this year. Wow. Yeah, I think I said that last week. Maybe. Shoot. Shoot. It's a good one though. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, bef- before we close up shop, since you made fun of Jessica Fletcher for not no. knowing what a USB is, oh, okay. I just want to know if you know what USB stands for. Stands for? Yeah. Uh, it stands for, uh, un. It's it's a uni. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uni. Would you like me to tell you? No, I can do this unilaterally. No, I can't. Universal serial bus. Oh, you know what? Based on I know port. it's USB, but in my head it was un- UBS. Huh. No UBS. Ah. <laughs> all right. And on that delightful note, that's going to do it for the All the Book Show. We'll see you next week, folks.